Here we are again for another episode of Doable Discipleship. My name's Doug. My name's Jason. And this is a Saddleback Church podcast and YouTube show designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. But we like to call it for short... The show that helps you grow and points you to class. That's right. This episode is brought to you by class. We got one coming up October 14th. Um, here at the Lake Forest campus, and I believe at many of the other campuses as well. Mm -hmm. So you can go online, saddleback.com slash class, see uh, which classes are available at a campus near you, continue rounding those bases. Start mm -hmm. with Class 101 and keep her going. Keep her going. That's right. Yep. Well said. Today, we are continuing our series on spiritual practices. In fact, in Class 201, we teach some basic spiritual practices to get you started. In this series, we're talking about a few spiritual practices practices or disciplines that can kind of help you take your spiritual growth to the next level, maybe push you a little bit beyond your previous boundaries and grow a little more in some really key areas. We've already talked about the practice of fasting with Buddy Owens. That was a great episode. Go back and check that one out if you missed it. That was episode uh, 70. Uh, so check that one out. Last week, we talked about silence and solitude and how important it is to just find time for quiet to connect one-to-one -one with God. We even found a nice time for quiet on that episode, didn't we, Doug? We did. Yeah. About 10 seconds of dead air that I'm sure people were loving, surprised, and jarred <laughs> by. And today we're talking about the practice of rest. Getting enough of it? Probably not. <laughs> today, today we're going to talk about rest. And this may seem like one that's out of left field, but rest is actually a very, very important personal discipline, not only because of the increasingly popular self-care idea that everybody's got, but specifically because rest is a way that you can connect with your Savior. We're going to talk to a guy named Matt Graybill today who has recently taken some personal time, three days of rest. We're going to hear about his experience and, and how he found that uh, both refreshing, enjoyable, and helpful for his spiritual growth journey. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, I was supposed to say that part, but you took it away, Doug. So let's continue <laughs> on to the episode. <laughs> Matt Graybill, thanks for joining us, dude. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Did I shock you with <laughs> this? Was, yeah. We started. Okay, here we go. Blammo. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. You've been at Saddleback for a little while now. How long have you been on staff? What do you do? Yeah, so I've uh, been on staff for about three and a half years, close to four years in February, it'll be four years, um, and work with the membership team at our Lake Forest campus, uh, which really moves people from the crowd on the weekends into the congregation, part of the church family really pulling people into community, making big mm. church small, as I like to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We served together when you first Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were, we were cubicle buddies. Yeah, we were. Back to back. You at the window seat. <laughs> yes. I always envied you for that. <laughs> for those three months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you recently took some time of rest, and that's our, our topic today. Yeah. Um, what prompted that? Because it was a pretty, it was a pretty radical. When I, I remember when you told me what you did to get some yeah. time of rest, I went, Ding! Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. Was, yeah, yeah. So what, what it wasn't that just on? like a little short rest. So it was it was five days. Yeah, it was a good. Oh, yeah. five days. I think in the intro we said three oh, days. Five yes. days. There we go. Yeah, it's even more radical than I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what prompted it was actually to me to be totally transparent. I was like really at an unhealthy spot, mm. um, pretty stressed out, and it was actually the encouragement of my wife saying you need to do this for 
the sake of yourself, our family, like the team that you lead. Of which we should mention that his wife is Beth Graybill, who has been on a number of episodes of the show early on. Yeah, she was yeah. on our team and she yeah. came on the show way before you. Probably way better than me. <laughs> well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. Yeah. So I think, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, sometimes people can see how you're doing before you can even see how you're doing. I was just kind of oh, yeah. in, in motion. Um, and oftentimes my, my soul is, is, is kind of equal to that of my gas gauge. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. my car had been running on empty for a really long time. And so did the, the gauge of my soul. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I think for me, it was just like, I gotta, I gotta keep going and kind of keep going, trying to juggle a, a number of different things. Um, but just through her prompting through just realizing like, Hey, I'm not doing that well. I need, I need some, I need, just need time to pause. So that, that's really what what prompted it for me. Um, mm -hmm. and I had been sensing, like I need some time away, but there was always like the next thing to do or oh, the yeah. next meeting yeah. or the next big initiative. Uh, and I always felt like I got to be a part of that. And yeah. so actually disciplining myself to say, no, I just need to take some time. Um, was, re was really healthy for me to be able to do. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you came to this realization with Beth and you're, you know, talking about it. So what was your approach? What was like, you know, where did you go? When, how, how did you set that all up? Yeah. So we love to like camp and kind of be outdoorsy. And so the first thought was like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere kind of in the wilderness and just like set up that way. Um, through this whole time, I felt like God just kind of started revealing um, himself to me through people and through hmm. different opportunities. And so I had marked my calendar. This is when I'm going to do it. And then I had a guy that said, hey, I have a connection with a condo. And I'd love to oh, make cool. this available for you. And so um, it was a condo in Catalina Island, which I was like, wow, this is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. I am um, getting away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it ended up not being this rustic experience, but it actually ended up being this really cool, uh, simple um, place that I was just able to actually look out on this patio out towards the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um and so it was really like just mindful of of my time and what what that looked like, and I'd really sense God saying, "Hey, you need to be alone. You need to be in silence and solitude, and this just needs to be a simple time." I think you know for for a lot of us, we spend so much time doing that we really don't know what it's like just to the being part. Like mm. I was doing so much for God instead of just being with God, and sure. I really sense God saying, "Hey, just be with me." Um, in this this moment no agenda no yeah agenda. no agenda other than like focus in on on me that's good mm -hmm. so so i know as we're starting we're kind of focusing in on kind of the nitty-gritty at first but i think it sets the picture yeah so for sure what were some of the guidelines that you gave yourself i mean obviously you put an ocean between you know <laughs> you and everything else that yeah. had been going on and then you know so what what were your rules and guidelines that you gave yourself for remaining focused on time with god yeah it's a great question i really felt like i need to completely unplug so i did i, I completely unplugged I uh, turned off my phone and then realized even when I did turn it on that it had no service. So that was like really, <laughs> really nice. Mm -hmm. Except for like day three, I was like, I need to like just at least check in with my my wife. And <laughs> so I got a text from her that said, just tell me you're alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was alive and doing well, but I really wanted to unplug. Mm -hmm. That was way harder than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then I also didn't want to like do a bunch of different things because I thought I'm going over to this island that my family's hiked um, for mm. multiple days and and there's all kinds of activities to do, but I just, I need to be still. Mm. Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, I, there was like a TV there with like DVDs. I'm like, I'm not gonna engage with that at all. Mm. Um, I just brought my Bible. I brought a book that was appropriate for the season that I was in and I brought my journal. Um, and I cooked most of my meals and, but it was, it was very simple. Yeah. Yeah, SpaghettiOs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah that's <laughs> oh, that's great. One of the things we, we talk about in the rest retreat, um, which Saddleback offers, and if we have one coming up, we'll announce it. But um, one thing we talk about is that the, the world we now live in, and probably the world's been like this for a long time, but the world we live in today makes it really, really, really tough to find moments of genuine, real rest. Yeah. And stuff can just chase us everywhere. And because we have a device on us all the time that tethers us to the world and to other people and to our responsibilities, it can be really tough to get out of the cycle of what the retreat what the retreat calls the cycle of anxious toil. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's perfect. Because, yeah. I, because my first day, which I can talk a little bit about that first day, but I felt this like longing to like check in, mm. like... Mm. Like it was, it was like almost this physical reactive. Um, I just thought like, man, I've been intoxicated by like technology and social media mm. to the point where I feel like I'm missing something. Mm. Um, like what is coming into my email inbox? What text messages am I getting? What am I missing on a social feed? You know? And so yes. just felt this like, like, oh man, I'm not connected with the outside world, which it's, was very difficult at first. It's the sheer understanding sure. of FOMO. Is yeah. this fear of missing out of yeah. just the next of what's coming in, what's next. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I realized there, in some ways there's a strange security er, yeah. about that um, that's, that's, I don't know, just familiar. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you take, take that off, it's like, oh gosh, now I'm forced to kind of wrestle with all right, God, <laughs> what do you want to talk to me about? <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about that in the Silence and Solitude episode mm -hmm. last week, that idea that the silence can feel really deafening at first. And you're like, what do I fill this time with? Yeah. Especially if we're, if you're a hardworking person that's just going all the time, it's tempting to slip into that cycle of, I think there's a, a level on which, at which some of us, without realizing it, we sort of... Um, we sort of use our work and our achievements and that kind of stuff to almost like to justify our existence, you know, and yeah. we become so closely identified with our work that it's hard to make. So, and then you remove the work, even for a short season, yeah. and it can be, it can be quite an experience. Well, your identity starts to get wrapped up in it and you, you start to real, you think of yourself more importantly, maybe than you, you, oh, you yeah. should, because then it's totally. like, you start to replace God. Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. need you, God. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Um, but when God says, Hey, rest, I think it's a moment of saying, okay, God, I'm going to give it all, yeah. all to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about that first day. You mentioned yeah. that just a second ago, but I'd love to hear what was it like to like, just get plunged into that yeah. rest? Um, well, like a real moment of transparency here. That first day was, um, was difficult for me. And so got some groceries, got to this place, uh, sat on the porch and then I opened up this card from my wife and she said this, and I, I, um, she said, "Hey, 
you need this. Don't feel bad for taking that this this time because I think sometimes in the past I felt bad, like, oh, now she's got the kids for this mm. many days or, you know, what burden am I placing on her or other people? She's like, you need it for you, your health, your spiritual, your emotional, your physical well-being, for us, for your team, for what God has in store for you. Rest, relax, have fun. And then she wrote, laugh, cry, dance, whistle, chew all the ice you want. Um because that tends to <laughs> annoy, annoy her when I'm chewing ice. Um, you know, fish, hike, sleep, do whatever you want. Um, I love you. And at that moment, I actually just started to bawl. Mm. Gosh, I feel like mm. you guys are like, Oprah, making me <laughs> <laughs> cry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just started to bawl because I just realized, like, that to me was a picture of, like, just freedom. Like, mm. you know, like laugh, dance, like do it, you know, do it. And I just realized, oh man, that hasn't been me. I've been carrying this like weight. Um, and so I have this moment to just like be free. Uh, and I just realized thinking that moment, how much I had been carrying. And I, I just, I just started to, to like weep uncontrollably. Mm. Um, so much so that I actually like was sitting on like this, this, uh, lounge chair and i actually just fell asleep mm. crying mm. um wow and um yeah it was just a powerful moment that, but then a beautiful thing happened like like i just kind of i woke up and i think i was just exhausted right i've been like running like so hard um and i look up and above this ca cabinet is this sign it was really like situated in like an odd place but i just it's the first thing that i saw mm. and it said uh sanctuary um and underneath it, it had this this verse. It was actually Mark, um, in Mark six, where it says Jesus said to his disciples, "Hey, let's go away and rest for a while." Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, I don't know that that just set the course for for my time. One, I felt like God just saw me in that in that moment. Um, but then, too, as I was like reflecting on that passage, just seeing, man, Jesus had all of these demands of like ministry and people. You know, heal, heal this one. Do it again with this, this one, Jesus. You know, like um, show us another sign, Jesus. But, but he just had these practices of stepping away and pulling his his disciples away to rest. And I just thought, gosh, like he's at the prime of his ministry, and he said, hey, let's go over across the lake and rest for a while. And to me, that just like really ministered to my my soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so that first day was very difficult. Just again, alone, um, not, you know, listening to anything, doing anything, honestly, just staring out into an ocean, which I think was in some ways comforting. Like this is bigger than, mm -hmm. than me. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer and just reflective thought and, and journaling. Um, and then what was amazing is after day one, it just, it started to become more comfortable and easy. And I found myself just not being so mindful of what the time was during the day or even mm. what day day it was <laughs> um but being able to actually just be and rest in in god and who he says that i am that's great yeah that's uh, there's um there's something about ceasing like that you mm -hmm. know like when we when we look at you know the the whole sabbath idea which comes up a lot when we talk about rest is all rooted in in that First in Genesis, that when God finished his work of creation, he rested on the seventh day. And it literally just says that he ceased his work of creation, that he just stopped. And I think what, what I'm hearing you say is that really rest is in stopping. Yeah. Just stop. It's not, it's not, 
watching Netflix and relaxing. It's not, yeah. it's not all the replacement. It's not detaching from mm-hmm. life or detaching from, um, from anything really. The whole point is to attach yourself one-to-one with God. And that has to be, for those of us who are used to just being in this like cacophony of noise and stimulus mm-hmm. all the time, to go to a place where you're just looking at the water and yeah. just meditating, <laughs> that had to be like a... Just yeah, a pow yeah, it was you know there, was, there are times where we've been on vacation and you feel more tired when you leave, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you're constantly moving, yeah. and so I really just sense God saying, "Hey, just be, just be with me. Like you don't mm. have to do anything because it'd be easy to go to a place like that and hike and fish. And one morning I kayaked a couple miles and went to a beach and was like still there, but that was like that was the only time that I said, "Okay, I'm going to do something." And even that kind of had its own. Um, special time with God of just like, you know, by myself in the water in the middle of this ocean kayaking um, and just realized like I, many of these beautiful moments I've enjoyed with other people. uh, But I think it's also in some ways been a distraction from like what's really going on Mm -hmm. uh, at the deepest level. I was forced to like wrestle with those things. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. That being forced to just be mindful and present, I think is such a big such a big piece of it that you can't like in those moments, it's hard to tamp down. Like those, those tears you shed were tears that had built up over such a long oh, yeah. period of time. Yeah. Right? And they're just masked by constantly moving and constantly doing. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like you lived out Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, mm-hmm. which is, is one of the key verses in the rest retreat also. But it says, you know, and Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And it sounds like, from what you were talking about, is you felt the weight, you felt weary and heavy laden, and then over the course of those five days, you came to you know really feel what it is to yoke up with with God. Yeah, for sure. And in fact, one of the things like the takeaways for me was like what am, what am I putting in my backpack? Mm-hmm. Like and I really felt like during that time I was just able to take this backpack off. And so actually the one backpack I brought when I was loading up to just kayak this one morning, like I found this random zipper and in it was like a bunch of these rocks that my boys had collected from the I'm like been carrying this sucker <laughs> like the whole time like and they weren't huge but it was enough to That's like weigh perfect it down, illustration but it, but it was like <laughs> all right like i mean it, for me i was able to see a little bit more clearly like there's been things i've been putting in my backpack um mm. maybe that i need to carry maybe that i need to work on maybe i don't maybe there are things that i'm putting in there that i really don't need to and maybe it's an event or or a job or a function or maybe it's even just an emotion like I'm, I'm carrying the stress of something that I shouldn't be mm. carrying but then I realized man there's people that are putting things in my backpack for me as mm. well without you even noticing yeah sometimes. Without, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. sometimes like oh man I'm carrying really their stuff <laughs> and my stuff in here and so yeah. so that that passage I think is, is really really key of just it allowed me more clarity on the backside of what am I putting in my backpack or what am I allowing in there um, and being able to just give it to God. And it's easy to say, but then when you start to like look at entering back into culture after yeah. being unplugged can be a little bit overwhelming. And so I had to think through that too of mm-hmm. how do I ease back into this and not just like jump into the deep end. Well, I think yeah. that's an important point too is, 
is for anybody that's listening or watching that may wants that may want to do this for themselves. You said that you spent most of your time in prayer and in journaling and and in reflection. Is there anything kind of else that you that you did that you would encourage people to do or say? You know, I was tempted to do this. Don't do that. You know, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think that the temptation is to like. I'm one of those guys. Like, I don't know when you travel. I'm one of those guys that like tends to like like prepare for every state of emergency that could possibly be. So <laughs> gotcha. like, you, you went with your zombie preparedness. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So like I have all that stuff and, and, and it's the same way. Like I put all these different things in, in my pack, but then realize like this just needs to be simple. Um, I really just need to, I think the encouragement would just to be to rest in terms of your schedule, um, your activity to like slow down enough to like, allow the voices that are in your, your head to, to quiet. <laughs> um, you know, because there's all these different things people are speaking at you during the course of the week in business and work, whatever it might be. Um, but I was very well aware of like how fast my mind was moving. And then when it started to actually slow down and I was actually able to rest, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, you know, when you're working out and your heart rate's like super high mm-hmm. and then you get back to this state of rest where your pulse is normal. I kind of felt like that with my own soul. And mm-hmm. so very much geared, uh, just geared into like, what's the dashboard of my soul. So I think just simplicity, solitude, um, finding an environment that's comfortable is really, really key. Being intentional about what you're doing for me i just felt like i need space to pray i need Mm -hmm. space to read need space to write um and then i want to be intentional how i enter back into culture which for me was being mindful of actually looking ahead at my week and my calendar what does this week look like for me and actually building in moments of like pauses of rest Mm -hmm. to to reflect i think that's an interesting idea is you know for you, as you you know, express that time in writing and in praying, and I think for some, I think I don't think it. I think for some people, it can be have different um, outlets. Like if you're, you know, an artist, it could be a painting or drawing, sure. you know, or sketching while you're there, or it could be, yeah. you know, songwriting or whatever. Like there's different ways to outlet that. Yeah, cool. as long as it doesn't feel like work, like you have to yeah, pr- yeah. produce something, right? right? Sure. Oh yeah, you know. It's got to be something that's adding to you and not taking more away. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you had such a, I mean, it's a, it's such a great blessing that you had such support from Beth in doing that too. There's just something about having permission from your wife to go and have that time that I think if you, if you didn't have that, you probably wouldn't have been able to enter as fully into that time as you were able to. Plus Beth's handwriting it's like oh, just it's that amazing. alone. All the c- curly cues. Of, <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, it's a statement beautiful. of your marriage that you can read that card that you... Yeah. Well, early on in our marriage and when we had kids, we realized we would feel selfish for taking time to like work out or run or spend time with friends, but realize we're actually better for each other and our kids if we took that, mm. that time. And so... Um, she knew me in that moment more than I knew myself. And I think the encouragement was a great one. So really yeah, appreciate her. Good. Hmm. Yeah. God really used her. It seems to really kick that time off. Uh, I'm going to take your question here, Jason. Memorable lessons you learned while you were there. Yeah. I think like, what am I putting in my backpack was, uh, was, was a key one. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there's sometimes where you're like moving so quickly that you don't, see what's around you um 
for me, like, I just felt like there are some things that when I look back over like that time that God just made so clear to me through like just little things. I often tell folks when I'm officiating their wedding, like, Hey, enjoy the moments because there's so many times where you just miss things around you. And so, you know, I was doing this Bible reading plan. I think there's so many times I'm like, I read it and then I'm done. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, there is a, a passage day two that was on the Bible reading plan that was like, be, you know, be patient, wait for God, be brave and courageous and be, you know, be patient, wait for God. And like, it was in the, like just being able to read that verse a little bit more clearly and enjoying that moment of like, wait, I never saw like be brave and courageous and be patient. You know, like to me that like mm -hmm. just jumped off the pages to me of like, mm -hmm. when I think of brave and courageous, like let's charge the hill. Yeah. Like right? you don't see those as going together. Yeah. And right. so like, I think that's just an example of um, seeing a verse, um, seeing something in creation. Uh, those are just like, I need to, I need to enjoy the moments because I think I'm so focused on the next thing that I'm missing the little moments uh, of that. Yeah. Do you think the time, the extended time of rest that you took is going to help you cultivate a habit of rest here at home mm. on a more day-to-day -day level? For sure. For sure. I think like, I think looking at the week of like, I definitely need a, a Sabbath, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. what's my Sabbath time look like? Mm. Uh, but then even thinking retreating annually for, for a time like this, I think yeah. is really, really important. Mm. Um, you know, and then even in the course of the day, is there just 30 minutes that I can take to just pause, stop, reflect, um, have time with God in that, that mm. moment. That's yeah. That was going to be my next question is how mm. often this is something that has to recur, you know, how often do that? So yeah, probably one big one a year would be great. Yeah. And you have to be intentional about it because there's never like a good time mm. to like yeah. do it. Unfortunately, I got to a spot of like unhealth where it's like, I have to do this or like my body is literally going to shut down. Yeah. It's um, like emergency retreat. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, but I think looking back on it, it's like, how do I proactively do this in the future? Um, yeah. And then even thinking about just family, how, you know, modeling it for my family, for my boys, like, you know, what, yeah. what am I modeling for them? A life of busyness and hurriness or, mm. or moments to say, no, God's more important that this can wait. Mm. Mm. Man, that's good. We talked a little bit about encouragement uh, for people during the time, but how would you encourage people who are kind of on the fence? Like, that sounds great. I don't know if it could work for me. Like, what would you say to you know a person that it, that it's something that I think they know they want or need to do, but are kind of on the fence? Yeah, I mean, I think I think realistically, it's it's able to look at what read the dashboard of their soul. Sure. Right. And, and be honest with themselves in terms of their, you know, when they look at your, when I looked at my calendar, right, it was like packed, packed out. Right. And like that, I think that just showed like the condition of like where, where I was at um, mm. and what was most important in my life. Mm. And what would, if you looked at my calendar or if you looked at just kind of like my schedule, you would see that revolved around doing, doing, doing. And so I think creating moments of being like is just a really a key opportunity. So I would just I would encourage someone to be intentional. There's never the right time to do that, uh, but to be able to mark out a spot. And then I actually think it's a really good practice to tell other people what you're doing, because mm -hmm. most people I think most people feel a need to do that or want that. Um, they're just not sure how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it was amazing with the team that I lead to say, hey, I'm going on this personal retreat. 
how many people since then have said, hey, I need to go on a personal retreat. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it wasn't like, like, hey, I want some time off too, but like I actually, <laughs> my soul needs that time. Like yeah. I realized I've been moving. And and the people around me saw a difference from my pace from before and, and after. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that speaks loudly, but I think intentionality is key. Just mark it down. There's never a perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is why I'm doing it because I I believe that this is this is important. I need to spend time with with God. Don't you think a lot of people don't take that time of rest, that extended time of rest, because they don't feel like they have the permission to do that? You know? Oh yeah. Like your wife gave you permission to do that, and you kind of in this de facto way are giving your team permission to do that. The level of soul care that you yourself did, and you're a hard guy to work for. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. No, so really, it was it. like a permission slip in in many ways. Yeah, it's like an know? implicit. And so like you almost slip. have to like write yourself a permission slip. Like it is okay for me to to do this yeah, to step yeah. back for a little bit and yeah not only is it okay but it's something that god asked of us and i'm like man if jesus can do this with like his followers like surely he felt the weight of the world yeah on his shoulders like and jesus gave us permission to do this kind of stuff but something about it like we just need that permission from permission may be the wrong word but we need sort of the the affirmation yeah. from mm -hmm. others to say you need this, yeah. you can do this, and I'm behind you and you doing this. Yeah, and I, I support think if, that. If we do that with each other and that becomes like a cultural thing, then it can really, I think, pay big dividends for all of for us. For sure. And sometimes I think there's a fear of like, what am I going to encounter if I, I do this? And I think that's a legit, hmm. yeah, that's legit good. fear. Um, but I think on the other side is health. Yeah. Right? Mm. You know, when you're actually able to look at your soul and say, okay, I I need this or I need what does it look like for me to be the best version of who God created me to be? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there may be a wrestling in rest, as in some as is sometimes involved in silence and solitude mm -hmm. that just needs to be worked through. That's just going to remain beneath the surface. It is going to steal from you each and yeah. every day, every day that you go on not dealing with it and not really having that moment of wrestling with God. It's going to keep, you know, it's going to keep damaging your life, mm. and so maybe just. Take the time to just bite the bullet and enter the process. Yeah. And maybe start small, right? Like it doesn't have to be five days. It could be an hour or it could be half a day. Yeah. Um, I remember taking a team on a silence and solitude retreat for half a day. And uh, the lady that was kind of our administrative team team lead, she was like, what are you nuts? Like, you know, she had <laughs> never like entered into something like that yeah. before. Um, but by the end, she said, oh, man, I, I had never done that. And that was like such a great practice um, mm -hmm. for her. She was just able to, yeah, really see where she was at and hear God more clearly mm -hmm. in that, that moment. Wow. I think that's the perfect segue into doables. Let's talk doables. Let's talk doables. <laughs> what do you think the doables could possibly be for this <laughs> episode on arrest? Um, okay. Honestly, take, take a minute and just, and just ask yourself, are, are you feeling worn out? Right. Or have you gotten caught in a cycle of anxious toil? Like Doug talked about earlier, right? Um, look at your calendar. And as Matt said, deliberately carve out some time. And as he said too, it's okay to start small. You can, you know, start for an hour or a morning or an afternoon or whatever, or, you know, look at like a 24 hour, a day that you can go and just be alone with God. And we understand this may be a difficult step as we talked about. Um, 
and you may need to ask someone for help. You know, that's like it, it, it maybe it's asking somebody else to cover for you, uh, you know, a, a, a shift at work or whatever it may be. But take these steps, make these arrangements that you need to uh, uh, talk about it with your spouse and and really just make this a priority in the next, you know, couple weeks if you can to, you know, just say, I'm going to do this, yeah. right? And don't forget that, that the goal of rest is not detachment, right? But it's a, it's attachment. It's not saying I'm going to detach from life and get away from it all. Instead, it's saying I'm going to attach to God and, and yoke myself to him mm-hmm. in this time. And what we'll do, since we don't have a rest retreat that's on the calendar coming up really soon, what we'll do is we'll take some of the main points and we'll put those in a document and put those in the show notes so you can check that out. So you'll have some some basic teaching pieces that you can take into that time that might help you just frame your thinking in addition to the great yeah. stuff that Matt has shared from his experience. I was going to say too, we do have a personal spiritual retreat guide that we can link to. So if you feel like you need, like I need something to help guide my time. Mm-hmm. I'm not at this place yet where I can just you know, go with nothing, then that's, you know, that's fine. It's, it's, the, it's these baby steps that we're doing. So we can link uh, both these guides for that's you too. Yeah. Any closing words, Matt? I don't think so. Thanks guys. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> no, thank you for being here. Glad man. to have you too. Yeah. And yeah. You, it, man, when I, when you told me, I think it was after staff meeting a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, you told me that you just got back from a, from an extended time of retreat. I was like, dang, I want that. <laughs> so <laughs> now I got to go find yeah. my You time. need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joyce. <laughs> yeah. I may be asking you for something. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you. We'll see you next time. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.